Hello, Mirthlings. Yes, with the subtle sounds of a crackling fire and also a dishwasher in the background. <laughs> that could mean only one thing. It's, it's everyone's favourite podcast. <laughs> Alexander Dyson, how are we? Not too bad. I'm um, talking dishwashers. Oh yeah, does make me think of something I do all the time, which is not call a dishwasher a dishwasher. What do you call it? It's one of the things I always washing machine. Get exactly. You picked it. Always get wrong. Can't I, bloody put your your smalls in the dishwasher, mate. I, I always call the dishwasher a washing machine. I call a washing machine a washing machine, and I call a dishwasher a washing machine. And I call my sister a washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, (laughs) Indeed So I And it makes me think There are just some things That are just You just get confused The other one I remember getting lambasted By Tom Ballard for Mm. Is I always He loves to lambast Loves to lambast You know You you hang out with Tom Ballard Good luck not being lambasted He's a lambastinian (laughs) I think that's what they call them um, uh, was I always y- used to get mis- mixed up between Bell and Sebastian and Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> <laughs> Bell and Sebastian was the sort of indie band which Triple J played at the time when we were doing yep. overnights. Yep. Um, Funny little frog in my throat. Uh, dun, dun. That song. The other ones being the Hello Darkness, My Old Friend. Yeah, different, different artists um, there. And then when I think about it, like to me, it's logical. They both sound very similar, but th- they really don't. It's just the stru- two names that two names, don't yep. mean too much, just chucked together. Yep. And If it was Veronica and Veronica, you'd get that confused as well. But it's the Veronicas. <laughs> exactly. It, it, very close to being stuck <laughs> in the same category um, of that one. What about yourself? Do you often... The other one I say... Sorry, no, I just nail it every time. The other one is I always say Christmas Eve... For New Year's Eve? Oh, yeah, yeah, Tell me up to Christmas Eve. I mean, New Year's Eve. Nah, nah, I'm just good at speaking, I guess. I just um, have good recall of words. How did I get into this Having said that, I mean, I've proven that wrong time and time (laughs) again on this podcast and my entire career. I mean, a lot of people do the something, don't they? Something, the Pacific... The, the specific, the Paschetti, the specific uh, ocean, the specific ocean. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, that was just a little note on dishwashers. <laughs> yeah, do you should we hit the sting? <laughs> I'm not sure you are anymore. I tell you what. <laughs> We need, this is great in the podcast, but this is only half an hour of my week. Yeah. I need to carry that round with me for conversations. He's a man full of stories. Where you're stuck, there's a lull, and you just go, anyway, what's next? You know, it gives you a good sort of 15 to 20 seconds to think about something else to say without the awkwardness. I remember one time Brendan McLean, and this is in the corridors of, of Triple J, our former workplace, where at the end of a conversation, he'd go, <laughs> Triple J, and then just walk <laughs> off. <laughs> he'd go to a song, but oh, in a conversation. He's one of the funniest non-comedians that I know, Brendan McLean. If you, if you, if you don't know him, he's, he's now a, he's a musician. Well, he mm. always was a musician, but now he's a published 
uh, recording artist. Um, and actor even, as well. Actor as well. He was in Baz Luhrmann's... The Great Gatsby. Uh, the Great Gatsby. The, uh, the long edits. Unfortunately, didn't really make... You saw the back of him in the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, the cutting room floor. Yeah, Knows made, Brendan was, McLean very well. He was Clip Springer. Um, <laughs> who plays a bigger role in the book than the movie uh, mm. <laughs> in the end. But um, yeah, when you if you go check out his music, if you're, if you're in Spotify or after after this or after that story, if you want to turn on, Spo- <laughs> if you want to turn on Spotify, look, look up Brendan McLean's lyrics. So, I mean, you're probably already on Spotify so right good. now listening to Mirth because we're on all platforms. One artist who is on Spotify uh, still is Michael Jackson. Now, I've experienced this lately. Did you watch the documentary? I've been trying to track it down because it's not on Netflix, is it? Because we, we looked it up and it wasn't on there, so right. I'm gonna have to find. Was it a Stan a, or an Amazon or different streaming service? I'm I'm the guy who was like, I'm not getting, fo- I'm not paying for Foxtel, and now I probably pay more than what Foxtel costs because I've got every single streaming platform. <laughs> yeah, of I'm course. waiting for someone to come along, like say Foxtel, and bundle together. You got Foxtel Go. I we do. Were, That's we, one of the streamings. Oh, right. <laughs> That's one of them. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, but um, that documentary, I couldn't even watch, I couldn't get to the second half. The first half was so harrowing. It is mm. so incredibly harrowing, this documentary. And you, you turned it off. Well, it's two-parter. And the first oh. part is already like 90 minutes or two hours or however long it is. So then it, it asks you to go back mm. and click again. And uh, it is, it's so full on and so harrowing that it's, it, it, I found it difficult to go back. And so I still haven't watched the second, but mm. the first was enough to do the damage. Mm. And I cannot listen to Michael Jackson anymore. Mm. Walking past shops, like I walked past like an electronic store the other day and you know how they play music pumping out yep. to entice you in, <laughs> you know, that's what it's meant to do. It's meant to entice you in. Yeah. And I heard it and I just... Pedophilia just popped into my mind. Like that's yeah. that's all I can associate with it now. It's just gone. Like Michael Jackson is just gone. Yeah, he's gone from my DJ sets. Mm. It's like I reckon it, it's like it takes a while for retail to catch up to yeah. you know edgy DJs uh, who you know are on the cutting edge. Yeah, uh, really such play as the yourself. Most underground <laughs> hits. And I wonder at what point retail outlets will just be like, well. We can't play that anymore. Like it's li- people are literally leaving the store. As far as a backlash goes, there's the immediate black backlash when mm. a something like that drops, and there's that big conversation around. It's like, have you seen it? The conversations go. But you're right. Does does it die down the, or does it die right. out? That's right. Because we're we're in um, we're in the the period of time where we figure out whether it actually had an impact. Yeah. You know. Or people just go right back to it. Like, is it still being played on Smooth FM? Uh, probably, yeah, probably. I mean, those hit they, those hits were just two hits. They're too hitty. Yep. You know, mm. we've done it um. again. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah. <laughs> we've done it again. Yeah. Talking about. Talking about those sort of things when things are getting recorded, Karen. Mm. I mean, this is pretty good. We're just sitting in my living room by a fire. How do you go voicing opinions? You know, whether it's in a conversation or now our voices are getting recorded. Yeah. We're very well known for being too lazy to edit, you know, <laughs> yeah. so this is going out. This is happening. <laughs> this is going out. 
Because I'm just yep. thinking, I've been thinking recently. The Mirthling is a dedicated listener. Certainly is. <laughs> I'm thinking about the few times that I've live on air sort of gone on a bit of a a bit of a rant mm. in which, you know, there are opinions that are voiced that could be yep. divisive or yes. whatever. And I find it quite difficult to say the words. That's why, you know, we could just start throwing our opinions off. Instead, we went to a, a nice little beautiful mirth sting. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I, I get a little bit caught up in my words. Like I remember Triple J when things are saying, I think about ahead of what I'm saying and then my mouth is trying to catch up to my brain mm. and then my brain will catch itself out and then... Well, we'll I think back to when we were leaving Triple J. Yeah. When we were leaving Triple J and it's like, what are the final words that you say <laughs> on a station like that after a job like that? <laughs> like, what are the last things that you say? And um, I, I went very, I went very political at the time because we were in the midst of a debate about whether people can love the same as other people. Yes. And so I went quite political on a station that, you know, didn't allow me to say that I think that my fiance and I <laughs> should be allowed to get married. Yeah, like, it's absolutely one of the strengths of the ABC independent broadcasters, the mm. hosts are told, yeah. leave your opinions at the door. Yeah. Um, get guests on to debates, you know, yeah. have other people say their opinions, but you need to remain impartial when you are so personally, you yeah. know, affected yeah. by yeah. a rule where the mere fact of mentioning that you are, you know, betrothed yeah. <laughs> to be yeah. married to a man... Yeah. Could you know? Is that breaching the rules? Exactly, because it's because it is certainly implied. If I'm engaged to a man, that <laughs> <laughs> the implication I think it's fair to say. I think the implication there is that I think this is okay. That I want to marry him, and that, <laughs> that I, I think that that should be legal. That that seems to follow. Um, which was the which was the handy part of mm. of being a fiance. So I was able to sneak a little bit of politics in there yeah. every, every time I said the word fiance. I was I'm trying to think of an analogy of you, like, you know, it's literally camping out for tickets and, you know, the, the mm. door isn't open yet. For the <laughs> yeah. But you're the first in line for the, you know, the Bruce Springsteen yeah. final tour tickets. For the new iPhone. <laughs> the mid, midnight release of, yeah. of the, gay marriage. The latest eye wedding. <laughs> um, no, but so when, I, so when I was leaving, I said um, one of the great parts about leaving the ABC is that I'll be able to say things like <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't lock up refugees on a right, in foreign yeah, country yeah, yeah. Uh, and people should be allowed to love. Oh, you know, and, um, you know, and after seven years, I should be allowed to marry the man that I love. Mm. And that was a difficult thing to say mm. because you know how, it, you, you know, the, you know the words, the, the importance of the words that you're about to say. Mm. And I remember afterwards you coming up and sort of hugging it out and being like, oh, well done, last show, finished mm. up. And I was like, that's you next week, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then so, you, but you, it was the same thing, like, you know, the stress of those sorts of moments. Oh, you, I, wrote, I wrote it You just had your script. <laughs> I wrote it down, mate. Yeah. No, 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 no. Prior preparation prevents <laughs> piss poor performance. Mr. Friends only taught me that one in French. Yeah. So because just like a fire, single match. This is a single match opportunity. It's going live to air. You only get one opportunity. You know. Yeah. It's like you can only have one match to light your fire. Ian <laughs> Dyson's famous words. Um, but yeah, because I was trying to think. And the closest thing this podcast has to a catchphrase. <laughs> 
<laughs> one match. <laughs> that's the Eminem lyric, the original yeah. lyric. Yeah. If you only got one match. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very good analogy for this podcast, the one match. And like because I sort of said the two goodbyes, which was the, the goodbye where you announce that you are leaving. Mm. And the goodbye was like, celebration, this is our last show. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I th- and then you went back to the network, actually. <laughs> and then we're back a, about 12 months later. Yeah. Which, and then it's another goodbye. Another goodbye. By way of a DJ set. Yep. So um, that was the, very yeah, much the, the John Farnham of the... for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Johnny Farnham of the Jays. From had a very big week of theatre the other week. I, uh, you snooty, snooty man. <laughs> went to so many What things. have you become? Um, Why not go down to the V8s, Kyron? What's wrong with that? <laughs> All right? Well, that's the most bizarre thing about the Adelaide Fringe Festival is that it runs at the same time as Clipsal. <laughs> so you've got all these people in top hats going, hi, I want a show. And then you've also got like Bogans coming back from the races. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Meeting that, in Rundle Mall. That reminds me of going to the um Is that Adelaide? Soundwave one time <laughs> in Sydney. Is Rundle Mall Adelaide or Brisbane? Rundle Mall's Adelaide. Under Adelaide, good. Yeah. I get confused. Um and yeah, the big day out was on. Uh, Soundwave was on and next to it the UFC was doing a thing as well. So just the 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 black t shirts mm. were there. If you had shares in black a black dye company, <laughs> you were doing very well for yourself. <laughs> Are they on the ASX two hundred? I don't know if they're the top. <laughs> I don't think so. You know, because I, I was looking at I was looking at shares the other day. Quick sidebar, <laughs> quick sidebar. Downloaded one of those like apps. You know, easy easy share trading sort of. Yeah, apps. sure. How'd you go? Looking through the ASX two hundred, the top two hundred companies on the Australian Stock Exchange. Uh, one of them, Domino's Pizza. <laughs> yeah, Domino's Pizza. They bounce back. Is one of the top two hundred companies. Mm. That's how much pizza we're eating as a nation. Not they, only that, they text me. They do text me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, with 5.95 written somewhere in the Saturday night booty call. You up? um, You up, babe? And I'm like, yeah, come round. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is very much like a shameful on again, off again relationship. Yeah, you know, just one of those toxic relationships. Where you're like, oh, they make you feel so good at the time, but then there's yeah. you suffer for Later it for on, days. The petty but, then, but then they text you <laughs> back and you're just like, oh, what about with some garlic bread? You're like, yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, that's you how saying, you become one of the top the two companies. So I was at the theatre. I went to the Helpman Awards um, because partner Reese was nominated for best comedy performer. That went to Hannah Gadsby. No, well done. No surprises there. No. Was that for Nanette? Or no, it was for Douglas. For the most recent one. The most recent yeah, show. Right. Um, which I do find that, because um, like, she's nominated for an Emmy, mm. and awards like the Emmys are magnetic. They attract mm. all the other awards. <laughs> so, but she's a, one of Australia's best performers, and so best comedy performer. It's a no-brainer. We all Absolutely. knew that Hannah was going to win that. So we went to that. That was fun. That was a massive night. And then uh, full of theatre people. Uh, a couple nights later... I uh, went and saw um, Come From Away. Yes. Uh, which is not something you want to hear during sex. It's 
All right. Yeah, it kind of works. Some sort of disgusted <laughs> partner that you're with. Ugh, come from away. Um, that was good. And I went to Harry Potter. Oh, he did a Cursed Child session as well. Now, I know you've done the Cursed Child. I did do that. Um, went and saw, saw it. I hadn't read the script when it came out. But you've read the Harry Potter. Read the Harry Potter. Yeah. No, Not I hadn't read the script there. either. Absolutely. Um, my bogart would be no Harry Potter books. Yeah. <laughs> Little uh, deep. That's a deep cut. Little there. deep cut for you, even uh, for Harry Harry Potter fans. HP that's a, fans. That's a deep cut. Yeah, my um, bog up would be not having read Harry Potter. Yeah, that makes sense as well. I mean, that's the good thing about birth. We're almost there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can see what we're trying to do, and that's the best part about it. It's good, and, and that's why you should feel good about yourself for giving us a go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the community radio of podcasts. It's. It really Anyway, um, so um, is this, how so does this mean it's Kyron Wheatley's theatre review segment? No, which wand did you buy from the merch stand? <laughs> I did not buy anything from the merch stand, nor have I ever bought anything from the merch stand at the theatre. Yeah, me because neither. Because if you, the only other place that is yeah. more expensive is an airport cafe. Yeah, okay? imagine seeing a theatre show in an airport. Oh, oh. Merch stand would be... Because That'd be one of the top two hundred companies. Would you like a program? Yeah, sure, sure. What's in it? Oh, it's made of paper. Okay, yeah, that'll be thirty five dollars. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, no. I'm with you. I definitely didn't buy the Harry Potter wand um, from the merch stand for myself at uh, Harry Potter. I didn't. I didn't. Stop. Hasht- accu- I stop accusing me of it. I did not do that. Hashtag keep the secrets. I don't. I don't have Harry Potter's wand. All right. So you went the uh, the Phoenix tail feather, my friend. Is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. What is it, does it do anything? No, uh, no, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, was I've done the that. Man, was the person who sold it to you a an elderly gentleman named <laughs> Ollivander? <laughs> no, it was a twenty-something theatre student, I reckon. Yeah, oh, I tell you what, those ushers, all from VCA, <laughs> yeah. no doubt about it. But I got so wrapped up that I was lying yeah. before I bought the wand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And so now at home, I just have this $65 piece. No, 65 dollars <laughs> ah! $65 what, piece of wood. You know, that you, sh- you know, for the final episode of uh, this season of Birch, it should go into the fire. A $65 piece of firewood. That's, that would be the best use, I would say, my friend. Because what's that? I, you know, having in the last seven to ten years. Yes. I've moved house too, seven too to many, ten times. Too many times, yeah. Okay? Yeah. And to the point where literally everything I buy, it could be the smallest thing. <laughs> if it's not food and I'm eating it, <laughs> and I've got a, you yeah. know... A, a wood for a, the fire. A porcelain thing in my house that I can get rid of it quickly. Yep. Um, I yep. always think of it in terms of... I'm going to have to move that. Yeah. <laughs> and so now you're going to have to put it in a box and move it at some point. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we've got so much shit, we're past that. <laughs> Three-bedroom house, mate. It's jam-packed full of shit. <laughs> oh, you were just telling me about someone. Um, that, well, how about we just have a little interstitial here, and then I'm going to ask you about a lady who right. had 18 bedrooms. <laughs> I'll, play the, I'll, play the drums, um, I'll yeah. play the drums in case we have an ad, but <laughs> if people... 
If the advertisers ever listen to this, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I reckon they will because this story is amazing. We're going to have people stick around for this. Got my hair cut. That's Did not the story. That's not the end of the story, okay? <laughs> We're not waiting for that. Kyra went and got your hair cut and the hairdresser lives in a rich area yeah. and cuts hair in a rich area and so hears lots of stories from... Wealthy individuals. Yes, that's right. And um, and he's telling me about these individuals. And when you drive through these rich suburbs, you know, you see these houses. My God. Yeah. Like, they're astoundingly large. Mm. There's no one on the streets. <laughs> like, the streets are empty. Massive houses. It's because they're all connected via tunnels underneath, so the Illuminati can, right. you know, visit each other without having to rub shoulders with the rest of us scum. So bizarre. So bizarre. Is is these sort of Downton Abbey level upstairs, downstairs sorts of places. Mm. And um, he's talking about some of them. And like, you know, a guy is, you know. But a hairdresser chatting to these people yeah, who gets come the in. stories. You know, rich people's hairs grow. Yes, that's right. One thing that, yes, one thing that they have to go out of the house for mm. is to get the hair did. Exactly. I was talking to someone, not a rich person, but someone who works in television. Mm. I just say... Yeah, I go and visit my hairdresser every two weeks. I'm like, two mm. weeks? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But I suppose like, if you're in television, then your appearance matters. You, well, you claim it on tax. Well, they're obviously <laughs> not that high up in television because if they're working every day, there's a hairdresser, you never have to get your hair cut. Right. Because they're constantly trimming. Oh, whoa. Constantly updating the cut. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so he's getting all these stories, right? Because hairdressers, um, they're good for conversation. Oh, yeah. You've got to fill 45 minutes, hour and a half, some of these, you know. I'm so, I'm oh, sure if you're going foils. I'm sure there's foils going on, left, right, and centre. So um, hopefully, if you want the full coverage. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, so getting these stories, and, you know, one of them's like, oh, you know, I need a new cabinet maker. I've just had these, cab- I've just had these cabinets put in, and I, I don't like them. I'm not feeling it. I need new cabinets. Cabinets were $200,000. They're about to For ditch $200,000 that they were like, oh, I don't really like them anymore. The $200,000 cabinets aren't my vibe. Yeah, I'm not vibing on these cabinets anymore. Get some I tell you ones. what, if you're spending $200,000 in cabinets, check beforehand if they're yeah, your vibe. Exactly. Alex Dyson's hot tip. Another lady has 18 rooms in her house. How many kids she got? None. None. So one room is the bedroom for That's their room, her and partner. Maybe they have a sort of presidential two different bedrooms sort of thing, perhaps. What do you do with the other 16 rooms? <laughs> Come all be guest suites. You don't have any family. <laughs> so what do they do? Well, one room's the gift wrapping room, yep. specifically for gift wrapping. Another one, gift wrapping supplies room. Because <laughs> you don't want your gift wrapping room to be messy. So you have like a butler's pantry, but for gift wrapping. That is so incredible. So you've got literally the the paper and the sticky tape and, you know, yeah. I mean, that the pipe messy. cleaners. Or the, I don't know. I, I usually just give it to people yeah. in the in the bag I got it what in. What do you do when she's shopping? Would you like that gift wrapped? No, I have two rooms so dedicated to that. into the gift wrapping storage room and get the wrap you're using for that particular day. Yeah, well, someone does. I <laughs> can't imagine Then you walk out of the gift wrapping supply room into the gift wrapping room and that's where yep. the actual act of wrapping yes. takes place. Yep. So two rooms devoted to gift wrapping. Yeah. November must be just <laughs> bonkers in that house. Another one has an in-house masseuse. 
who just oh. sits around and waits for if and when they want a massage. And this is, so I'm is not, this, this is a suits that arrives for work at 9am, yeah. hangs around and hangs then leaves, around. or it's literally live in because if they could want a massage after business hours. No, well, I, think, I, don't, I don't think they live in. Don't live with scum. <laughs> uh, yeah, people you manual labour. Where would they live? <laughs> Can't put them in the gift wrapping room. It's taken. <laughs> I guess you could get in that box. <laughs> um, but this is the king hit, right? Mm. One of his clients calls up and says, um, "When are you? When are you finish work? When are you off?" He says, "Well, you know, like nine o'clock. I've got like clients. Who, oh, can you get off any earlier?" No, these people have appointments to get their hair cut. I can't just cancel on them. Why? He says, well, I told you next time we're taking out the helicopter, I'd give you a call and see if you want to come. We're just popping down to Tasmania to get some cheese. <laughs> no! That a is cheese chopper. Believable. You've got a chopper for cheese. A cheese chopper. Tasmanian cheese chopper. Astounding. Yep. yep. That is money. <laughs> you know, you, how do you make that sort of money? I don't know. You got to churn the butter, Kyron. Bonkers. Um, what did we ask? What did we ask last week? Okay, so Should I, I, I could hit a sting again, but I feel like we've done it so many times this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that they were our best parts. They, they, got, they got the biggest laughs. <laughs> so. As we did, uh, we did introduce the uh, the Mirth text line. Yes, last time that number again, Kyron. Oh, give me one second. <laughs> um, I can't. Possibly, You've got it on your. F- come can't on, just say it. Oh, four zero two zero one one three three two. Beautiful. Um, so we we got the Mirth text line, and we've been asking you questions. Last week, I think we said it on. What did you find out that you do weird? Yes. Um, in, where it's in vid- reaction to you, whether it's video footage or whether it's people telling yep. you stuff, and um, you kicked the footy weird. You saw some footage of you oh kicking man, a footy I and kicked it. Like disaster. Absolute pelican. Um, but <laughs> to just Jacinta's. Who's says, the winner this week? Jacinta is the winner f- for this one about what she did uh, weird. Um, she said in high school there was in the girls' toilets a wall of insults. <laughs> Which is, sounds quite weird. The, the no one got away unscathed. Oh, so, so I guess in the insults. bathrooms, they'd say a bad thing about everyone. Great. Which is which is good. I mean, this would have been in the pre-Instagram days, so it's yeah. um, probably... This is the original Instagram. <laughs> Absolutely best. Uh, but the original comment section was the girls' bathroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He said, someone had written for me, Jacinta walks like a man. <laughs> Uh, they aren't wrong. Now I just own it. Like whereas <laughs> in the past, <laughs> it was an insult. Now it's like, yes, I do. And then she just struts off in the masculine fashion into the sunset. weren't the weren't the toilets at school just a fascinating place? Yeah. And there's so many room. I remember like people writing things in fecal matter on the walls. I mean, children yeah. are animals. Yeah, I remember. You know, because as as boys, you don't tend to go to the bathroom together. Um, that tends to be a, some sort of accident, <laughs> a mistake, <laughs> if that eventuates. And I remember going, but it, it did one day. Um, we would have been in year seven, I guess. And we both walked up to the urinal and he just dropped his dax to his ankles. To the floor. Oh, like, no. Oh, that's not, I don't think that's how it's done. Anymore. 
<laughs> yeah. Never spoke to him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put that on the insult wall. That'd be good stuff. But people have started using our burner phone just to get in touch as well. Not yeah. not necessarily to respond to week late talk back. <laughs> <laughs> Which is popping <laughs> at the moment. But also just to get in touch. Um, someone asking where our cafe is. If you listened to a previous episode, you would have heard that we have a cafe. Coffee House 2, 240 Little Collins Street. We're in there today. I guess it does make sense that we should tell people. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, marketing is overrated. That's what I say. You look desperate, don't you? You look desperate if you're doing that. Yeah, Coca-Cola, they look desperate. (laughs) They do. There's another thing. I mean, we're running out of time and now all the good topics are coming in. Advertising for soft drink, right? Yep. They act like they've got all these, yeah. you know, 18, 19, 20 year old people down by the river, yeah. all drinking Pepsi Max. So despo. That's it's... why I only drink LA Ice. <laughs> no ads, least desperate of the drinks. I know, exactly. <laughs> but it's, as if, it's they pretend as if alcohol doesn't exist, and that's what these people are doing, is yeah. just going down and, you know, riding themselves off. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, that's a little gripe I have personally. Um, that kind of brings us to the end of another episode of Mirth. We've been de- by the fire for for a while, which means we're through winter. The days are getting longer, Kyron. Yes, that's right. So, I mean, we've, we've actually hit a bit of a milestone. Oh, yes. Well, thank you for listening to Mirth. 100,000 100, listens. It's quite amazing. So do we have some sort of, do we have any, do we have like a well done applause sting or anything? Um, I actually put together some congratulating drums. Oh, this is fresh. I know. So, um, beautiful stuff. Thank you very much, Lizzie. We seriously, genuinely appreciate it. Yes, And uh, we'll be back with the season finale. I'm also quite surprised. <laughs> of season three <laughs> next week. Where we will be interviewing Billy Davis. Oh. Can't wait. See you then. Bye.